You ready? Supposed to make it past 25, but jokes, jokes on, on you, you still, still alive. Throw, Throw your hands, hands up to the sky and say, We don't care what people say. It's for motherfuckers underdogs working nine to five and still hustle because a nigga can't shine off 655. And everybody selling makeup, Jacob saying bootleg tapes just to get they cake up. We put shit on layaway, then call back. Thanks. We claim other people's kids on our income Income tax. tax. We take that money cop work then push packs to get paid we don't care what people say welcome to the particle sons podcast this is episode 46 i am (laughs) and that neon cat was lance (laughs) (laughs) and we are Coming to you alive, fresh on the sonic airwaves to uh, get some particle sun podness up in your ear. Uh, we've le- we've left you uh, without something to step to, and we apologize for that. But we're here now, Lance, my brother. How are you feeling? I'm I'm great. I love good descriptions. I love like um, when people like describe something perfectly, and a neon cat. Like that's the perfect way to describe that sound. Like I was like, like when you said it, I was like, yes, yes, that is exactly the type of that would make that. No, no, no. I was just making the sound. I'm like, what sound is this? And you know, I'm thinking it's like a DJ sound or something. No, no, it's a neon cat. And to see, like, to see a neon cat in my mind, Brandon, I was placed in the future. I was placed in some weird. Future dystopian world where we have right. like genetically altered the fur of fucking house cats. Yes. And if you think this is a weird way to start a podcast, I'll quote a verse from that course. We don't care what people say. We don't care. And I am, I love that message. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about is the Kanye West documentary 2002 to 2021. Uh, Shouts out to Cootie uh, behind the camera, uh, Mm -hmm. Channel Zero, Chicago. But Mm -hmm. uh, you can't walk away from that thing not feeling Mm -hmm. or not like not like questioning what you care about Mm -hmm. as much as Kanye West has always cared about rapping and being Mm -hmm. known as a rapper. Right. Like Mm -hmm. what's what your cross to bear, uh, if you will. So, like, I've been thinking about that quite a bit and. I saw something else recently that said it was on some Twitter post or whatever. And they said, uh, be yourself and let everyone else, uh, adjust around you. Yeah. And I think that's easier said than done, but we're, we're here with a, uh, expert of being themselves, Mr. Spread love Lance mm-hmm. Newman. Talk to the people. How do you do it? No, I think that, um, who's, uh, 
Tracy Ross, Tracy Ellis Ross. Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes, Diana Ross's daughter. She mm-hmm. said that she, um, she said people love me, but I think that they really just love themselves. I, I would like to think that I allow people to be who they are completely when they're around me and in that um, they mm-hmm. just really fall in love with themselves. So first and foremost, that's really the trick. It's like um, just getting people at a level where you know, you know, I'm not being judgmental. You know, don't say stuff to have me judge. You know, don't just be saying off the wall. Yeah, I used to, you know, tie cats tails together and swing them on a rope. You know, if you're trying to arouse some type of like judgment from me, you got it. But like if we're keeping it on just, hey, life is crazy. Or and let's talk about this. I don't want to get into story time too much. But remember that little white boy that, that was our house? The first real like house we lived in with mom, right okay. off uh, off Manslick, and okay. over there, yeah, by, gaggle, behind the railroad track, whatever. Yeah, yes. Remember, we was outside vibing, and little white dude pulled up on a bike, like little whatever, and was talking some mad gangster shit, like on some very like, gangster mafioso, like very what gangster. he does in his on in his spare time, and they were Crips. All all. All Lance and I did, like this conversation was smooth. Talking about like getting, like being honest, like being yourself, being chill. Like we was like keeping it cool, but we were scared. Like um, I came back. Oh, okay, speak for I yourself. was scared. Yeah, speak for yourself. I was you scared. scared. I came back. Yeah. I came back in the house and I told mom, I was like, "Hey, we need to spend the night with grandma tonight." Like that was crazy. Like this like so shooter knows yes. where we live now. He yes. thinks we're friends, and I don't want to get into this mischievous, mischievous like gangster stuff. Like talking about guns and but, all. But, and I was but, like, but. And I was like, damn, dude. And then and then mom came uh, said very like plainly. She was like, Brandon, he was like trying to impress some black boys. I was like, what? Oh she was God. like, he was just being. He's trying to be cool. It's like racist, but like he's not involved in any of that. He was he saw y'all and he was trying to impress y'all, so he talked about criminal stuff. It it was oh my, and I remember like everything like clearing up, like everything was like night and day. I was like, oh my gosh, like yeah, he was bullshit. No, okay. First of all, hello everybody. My name is Lance, and I have a younger brother. Who is Gullah Gullah Gullible Island? Um, especially when we were younger. So Brandon, you know, he Ooh, just he saw the world different. So just to give y'all some perspective, take people I like take Brandon people was as the, as the, yeah, whatever. It takes take it is what it is. Um, we're playing with sticks. I think we were sword fighting. You know, what I mean, like me and Brandon are also this. Uh, like me, we were real big on using our imagination. You know, what I mean, like it's an adventure outside, and we are using our imagination. And a little kid did walk pull up. He was talking about Crips. He said that there was a guy down the street who wanted to have a conversation with us. Um, this guy was the leader of the Crip gang uh, that he's in and. You know, they have guns, drugs. He did talk about all these things. And my initial, like, response was like, okay, whatever. First of all. Second of all, let's get in the house. Like, we just moved here. We ain't trying to make friends with nobody. Like, this is my friend. Like, you see, the club is full. Like, let's go in the house. We're in the house. And see, 
I never knew what was going on in Brandon's head when stuff like this happened. So, like, he had the whole conversation with my mom and everything. I, I think my conversation with mom was like, Mom, this little white kid came up tr- bullshitting, like, talk about he was in a gang and stuff. Like, you could tell he was trying to impress two black boys. And then she came to you and said they was trying to impress two black boys. Because, like, I was already on that. I was like, boy, stop. But anyway, good story time, BB. That was a good story time. I like that story time. Sure. You think that I wasn't? Uh, you think that I? You think that I wasn't keen? You're, 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 you're. No, I'm not. I don't think. I don't think that at all. Okay. I agree. I mean, I'm, you're. Yeah, I like I said, we we. What the best part about this podcast is, and I've been telling people about this, like in their own lives, is like. Even us being two years apart, we experienced everything in our life differently mm-hmm. and it wasn't until this podcast that like i even thought about it or i had that recollection or i even thought mm-hmm. you know what I mean? so every time i've like heard people talk about stories specifically of like how some stuff went down and how people walked away from it and i was like well you don't know if that person even saw it that that way or even mm-hmm. just thinking about that time period like that and mm-hmm. i was you know just uh, using us as an example i would have never known that yeah you know I've, all, I've I've always considered other people's like perspectives. Like I I used to, I remember when being young and like imagining people's lives as we like rode past them or like met them. Like I always like okay, like I would come up with whole fucking like this guy's sofa is green. He really doesn't like his job right now, but he's trying to what? become like a piano player. Yeah, Brandon. I used to go into like these vivid like storylines and give these people just their little people lives. Around us? Just people around us. Our just people that we came people you come in contact with, random people, you know, like you anybody that's their special. Homes? Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. To an extent. Especially like homeless people. Like I was like, homeless people, are they homeless? Like they got to be going somewhere, and if they are going somewhere, where are you going? Like, what's the best spot? And do you got to fight somebody for that spot? It's like I had all types of questions. Like it was a rabbit hole I used to be in. When what? Just just to put a, a bow on this nonsense, that rant that we've been on, enjoyed it or not, for everyone, we don't care what people say. What age was this when you're thinking about homeless people's like kickbacks? Are they spot? How old were we? Oh, my God. Like right before Greyhound. Maybe seven? Damn. I'm seven years old? No, you, yeah, well, shit, yeah. Easy. A little bit before Greyhound. That's I the dead air. I really, really apologize, but the fact that my recollection is like setting in, because I thought I I thought I rode the Greyhound when I was six years old, but I may have been five. But it being either that or that, no, you were seven. I was seven. You were seven. I was. You were nine. So -hmm. you were thinking about the homeless people's homes around nine. Two years. No, around seven. Like two years before that. Like before we started. Having I'm those, sorry. I like, feel like this is no, this no, no. It's good. Is, 
It's not. It's fine. And listen here, that documentary, if you have not seen the Kanye documentary, right? First of all, it one, Brandon, I I'm encouraging all of that. I'm encouraging the the hitting your head, the dead air, whatever you're thinking about, like and whatever place or direction this conversation goes like encouragement on some donda like i'm gonna start when i'm encouraging people I'm like let me donda you up real quick fam mm. hold on let me donda this nigga up hold on boy i'm about you to don i'm about to don you up right like like you like you are donning somebody like i'm about to don you up but i'm about to donda you up like because you doing it you doing it you are doing it all right i'm living a life that um, some little seven-year-old boy is imagine some little seven-year-old black boy is imagining as you walk past. <laughs> um, but the Kanye, the Kanye joint. First of all, well, okay, so like, and I, I, this is the tangent that I don't want to get on because I don't want this whole podcast to be about Kanye. I'd much rather be about different, you know, um, experiences me you had and the different perspectives we saw them from. But um, Kanye's. Uh, we can start like the white boy race of the world. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where you want to where where because like I don't. Uh, I've always been a fan of Kanye, and I knew all this. I feel like I I knew him before. Yeah, he, yeah. You know I, what I mean, I definitely feel you on that. Like this isn't like a lot of it not being new, but I think it was still very informative. Mm. Um, to to know. Uh, to know like intricate intricate intricately how do you say intricately mm-hmm. like the details of who he was in the industry as a producer but more so what was more important is how people around him saw him because mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of times i think because i thought he was in the industry from the outside looking in i'm thinking he's more of a industry baby Mm-hmm. Like he's like somebody who's like, well, like you know, like child prodigies, of, like yeah. they've been around. Like it was like, mm-hmm. I almost thought his deal with Rockefeller to be a Rockefeller agenda, and learning one of the things you learn from the documentary is that they had no intention of. Dame Dash had no intention of putting that uh, Kanye West's first album out at all. Like he thought it was going to be like a DJ K Slay or a DJ Khaled where you're like a bunch of different artists on it. Like he thought he was going to like sell his beats and get a bunch of people to rap on it. Um, and shouts out to those albums. That's how I got introduced to Papoose and the Lyrical Slaughter. Um, but no, it was yeah, interesting yeah. to know that he was pushing, like he always had to fight for himself. He was always insulted by being called a producer rapper like mm-hmm. he just wanted to be a rapper until he just wanted to be an artist until he just wanted to be a this that no, but yeah uh yeah. And, even all the way, and all the way until the the mental breakdown spoiler 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 if people um yeah time out so it was the third episode right like they're still coming out with episodes have I you saw seen the third two. episode i saw two the third episode is what i'm talking about but yeah, I, I will not talk about it. But yeah, it's um, yeah. it's when the his first, mother died, uh, and also like he and Cootie like kind of had a falling out, and then he randomly called him like eight years later, and like so he saw 
I saw that second one where he said Cootie, like he said, I want I want Hype Williams to do this, and Cootie was like petitioning for himself to do it, and like I felt like Cootie was being a bad friend in that in that instance. Really? I would have been like, yeah, definitely, definitely. If your friend is saying like, like if somebody that does poetry with me was like Lance, man, I know you cold at hosting and you 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 know you do your thing, man, but I, I mean. I, I gotta get Cat Williams, you know. What I mean, it's it's Cat Williams, you know. I gotta get what the fuck I look like being like, you know, or I don't know. Not Cat Cat Williams, not comparable. Maybe Wayne Brady. No, I you know what I mean. You, like, I think that's funny you that know. you just even put the uh, distinctions on that. I feel you, but I thought it was interesting about it, just the fact that they're in the face of this new this mega star. Yeah, that's like like taking off and saying he wanted to do a video like of like something of hype Williams, someone that big. Yeah, for him to advocate for himself in that in that moment, I thought was was indicative of like where Kanye West comes from. Like it's just the Chicago, like a lot of attributes that we give to Kanye West personality wise is just like a Chicago dude thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I am the best. Mm-hmm. I am like no, nah, you don't need that. I'm I'm here. When like mm-hmm. we all know it would be a little worse if you do it, but yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like I just thought yeah. it was a cool like little like almost like a brother moment because he was like no. hey, I'm trying to get hype women. He was like it's like well you know we the ones doing like we the ones in the game like that. I, f- and I they ended up doing an addition amount like uh we we are all we are all in this. we are all very like. We are all in contact with superstars on a daily basis, right? And I feel like for some of us True. to drop everything and follow that motherfucker or like believe it's, it's one thing to believe in somebody so much that you like putting in work with them and da, 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 and it pays off like that's all great. Like once it pays off, like you should not even once it pays off, but during the whole time, you should already be having like stuff to fall back on like you should already be working on your own things i've never been like so caught up on one person's project or vision that it interrupted my own you know what i mean and like what would it look like if kanye was but that's Cootie? different though because his job was his job was to follow kanye like that was his job like that was his not yeah to to an extent like when did it become his job? You know what I mean. Like when? What, at what point when was Kanye? When, he, when they both moved to, to New York together. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, like when? Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanye yeah. left Chicago, moved to New York. This was 2002 when Cootie stopped being Look, on Comic View to go follow no, Kanye I get West it. with a camera. I get it. I get it. And he should be. Like director extraordinaire now, like he should be Avery Duvry, Duvry, Duvry. Like he, like I thought they've done a decent job putting Spike the story Lee. together. I thought that he and Chica, like those are the two guys that put this documentary together. Producers, directors, that's their you know the credits that they get. Oh, is it? I, I mean, yeah, top to bottom. So and they edited it too. So I think they did a good job telling the story with all that footage that they have especially yeah i'm not talking about like on this i'm talking stuff. about something like i would be writing my own things like that would be inspiration he did the documentary he did a documentary of uh john legend first album like 
he did other stuff. I mean, like from those relationships he had with Kanye, he got in relationships with other people and 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 worked on their stuff. And too. also, I'm not here to judge nobody. I'm just saying, not Cootie, just people in general. Like, and even Kanye chasing things, chasing things, chasing things. Like, you will attract what is for you, and what is not for you, you won't attract. So, like, there's something Close to be said. Don't be fed, though. And like I, you talking I, about that Chicago stuff and speaking up for yourself, like I get it, I I feel you on all of that. Um, I'm just not of that breed. Like talking shit has always gotten has always been bad for me. Like it's never been like something that I could like back up fully you love and be shit like on on basketball court. I don't talk. Sh- uh, it's not. That's not a. It's not a like I'm better it's than you talk thing. shit. It's not. It's like not, people people in life I don't feel like you be feeling in the game about No. I don't I, I don't know how you perceive me. I, I I do not think that I'm the best player on anybody's court. Like that like for me for somebody to talk shit, you would have to feel disrespected if you don't get picked up like first or second. Like if I don't get picked up third, then I'll feel some type of way. But like not third, but like fourth fourth for sure but if i get picked up last like all the way in my feelings but i don't talk shit like i'm not i'm not i'm not adept enough to be like yeah nigga oh two points now what i do do what i do do is hype myself up when i'm doing good so i'll say like kanye west documentary two points i did that the other day when we was hooping like oh that was kind of talking shit lance this isn't even debatable. Like I can't. I'm. I was as you were speaking. I was like thinking about the text I'm gonna get from Justin. Uh, not not that he's listening to the podcast, but if he was theoretically, he was like Lance bullshit right now. Like obviously you talk shit on the court. I don't. Like, it's part of your game. It's part of your game. It's not talking shit. It's like arguing calls. It's like. Um, Making sure people know that they're doing a good job or not doing a good job. That's not talking shit. Or not doing a good job. Like, this is just an example of, like, Lance would be like, man, you see who's guarding me? Come on, give me, give it to me. Feed me. Like, he's oh. down. Ah, oh, that's talking shit? That is strategy. <laughs> that's strategy. That's not talking shit. As that's I said, sh- it's a part of your game. As I said, that's pure strategy. Now, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say mouse in the house or, um, <laughs> you know, let me see that thing. Let me see that. Look at me. Look at me. Let me see that. But I'm never going to be like, hey, this guy is smaller than I am. Give me the ball. But it's a strategy thing. Like, how do you not talk strategy if you can't talk shit? You know talk what I mean? strategy. Anyways. Uh, Anyways. What else did you want? What did you want to talk about today? Speaking I mean, we, of strategy, we did, we did, we did and speaking of talking shit and speaking of basketball, and that's what I wanted to say is like humbling yourself and like, like you don't have to talk shit. I, I feel like a reformed shit talker is J.R. Smith, right? I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all have been like peeping J.R. Smith here recently, um, yes. but he is on some consciousness. His third eye is open and the brother, he finally got to that. There's levels to wokeness, all right? And one one day on the podcast, I'll like I'll write them all out and give y'all like the levels. But there's one level where um like economic enfranchisement, and like kind of uh, abandonment of chasing fancy things. So Kanye West, we're gonna keep tying it in 
with the polos and the Louis Vuitton and the way he like name brands and chases name brands. J.R. Smith has woken up to the level that understands these name brands are nothing. These name brands aren't, you know, they don't add value to you. They don't add value to your stock. They devalue once you buy them. He said, with all the money I spent in the NBA for my first two years, I could have feed, I could have fed 200,000 people. He said, I, I literally could have fed my whole community, but I was buying like rings and diamond rings and stuff like that. So he done grew his hair a little bit. He's getting on that on that wave of consciousness, well, and I'm hype about it. I'm so hype. Do you know? Do you know <clears throat> what the awakening is? Um, For him? The, oh, like uh, what's golf? going on in his life? Yeah, he's golf. He re-enlisted in school. He's in college. Like he's in. He's like taking the classes. Mm-hmm. And he has the education of the, and I can't imagine what the student body is like at this point in time. The 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 uh, African American history czars on campus, you know, the the Mister Spreadloves of uh, North Carolina A and T, like just, mm-hmm. just the club. So yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure his his uh his mind is. But did, what was the like, what was the elective at Notre Dame? Was it was it Pan African Studies? Was it African American Studies? Was it um, just like blanketed, uh, like African? Uh, I took a honestly. It's like it probably feels it's like telling how generic there it is, but I'm pretty sure it's just an African American African American history course. Yep, yep, sounds familiar. Okay, all right. Yeah, man. Where does he go to school? I was in that. I was in that school. Huh? Where does he? Where does J.R. Smith go to school? North Carolina A&T. Oh, that's crazy, man. He's he's around black people. Like he's around. Yeah. And what you call it? Just um, got dean there. Is that the dean lady? Uh, she just uh left Yale. Well, it was the black woman who wasn't received. She wasn't offered tenure. She wasn't offered tenure. Tenure? Tenor. And tenor. And Ten, then, no, I'm you said tenor. It's tenure, yes. Tenure. Um and then she moved to North Carolina school. I feel like A uh, and T is the historically black one though, right? I don't yes. think it was the I don't think it was the A and T. Um so Speaking yeah, of that man. though, real quick, can yeah. you do you can you can you pronounce the newest US justice? Mm-hmm. Katanji. Shout her out, please. Katanji Brown, I will not shout you out because I don't know you or your court track record. I just know that you have been elected to the highest uh, law um, office in our land. And my hopes are that you have not forgotten that you are black and that you will help to overturn the many, many years of de jure racism and discrimination that exists within our legal practices but shout out to you katanji brown blah, 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 blah. um okay. okay yeah man yeah okay. but no um i wanted to also random we're gonna keep it going uh oh Katanji, people were trying to figure out how to say her name. And it literally, legally, the stuff that's going on is just atrocious. Like, if people, if, you, if you're not, like, um, 
uh, okay, so the ger- gerrymandering, there's a lot of gerrymandering, a redistricting uh, that's going on right now. Um, Biden is coming for, what did I, what did they just say? Um, oh, forget what Biden's coming for. Um, taxes. Biden's coming for your bitch. <laughs> okay, go ahead, what? Um, what else legally? What else legally? There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. I and for some reason I didn't write it down. I'll bring it back on episode forty-seven. But welcome to episode forty-six, you all of the Particle Sons podcast. I am Lance, Mister Spread Love Newman, and I am on the line with Brandon Jarrell L. Cool J. Newman. Reopening um, the, the episode? No, just reminding people where we're at and resetting the conversation. Um. Have you? Are you listening Speaking to anything? Well, oh, go ahead. Well, I'm I'm switching chairs because this chair I'm in is very uncomfortable and it hurts to sit in for a long period of time. So I'm switching now and was well. Why you're switching? I, I stopped. I will. No, I stopped because I felt like you were going nowhere, and then you landed that nowhere plane. Yeah, I was. I was going somewhere. I have. I have like notes, and I was going to lead to one of your notes, but. While you're changing chairs, I would like to do my commercial. Hey, everybody. I'm not sure what you're listening to right now, but I can tell you that it's nothing compared to the new album by Earth Gang. Yes, Dreamville's own Earth Gang representing Atlanta, Georgia. They have just put out an album called Ghetto Gods. And dare I say, one of the best pieces of um, music, uh, bodies of music, I would like to say that I've ingested in quite some time. Now the Saba, the Saba, um, and his new album, few things that was very good, very tantalizing. Corday's album was nice too, but ghetto gods just real quick. John, Johnny, do you have a, do you have a, do you have a insert? <clears throat> Check in on your Check in on your strong friends. Check in on your strong friends. How you been, my nigga? I'm here if you feel like talking. Check in on your strong friends. It was really it's, with ditties like that, you can't fail. With ditties like that, like reminders, just it's beautiful. Yeah, it's dope. That sounds. Awesome. I didn't know that they. Uh, I didn't know that they put an album out. Hmm. They I retweeted me. They retweeted me twice. They retweet. They 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 retweet me regularly. Like every time I've I've re, I've tweeted, not even at them. Literally, like just tagging a lyric that they've wrote, and they'll, they'll retweet it. Damn, I'm like, love. it's whoever is managing their social media is trying to do something different because like they really respond kind of thoughtfully to the people that tweet at them and then also the like they search the name regularly so that they can see new tweets and mm. respond to those tweets you know what i mean yeah very yeah, crazy uh... oh there's a poem. i'm excited that they're that oh. they have a new that they have a new project earth gang is like i mean i remember when dreamville when they put that compilation album out they stood out and then obviously mm-hmm. the album the album dropped and it was one of the best albums of the year. 
Come um, on. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to look. I can't. I'm can't find it right now. I'm looking through music and I can't find it right now. But I did listen to that Saba album and it was really, really good. Okay, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, all types of good lines. People, people. He got a um. They got a line on there where <clears throat> on Ghetto Guys he says, um, "There goes the neighborhood." It's funny how people are saying that because, you know, it's crazy because here they come to take the hood, right? And it's like just little just little lines that hit so hard and people just aren't um, aware of it. Speaking of hitting hard, um, have you seen the missiles hitting uh, different areas and in, 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 mm. in, in, like airplanes? Yeah, yeah. Ukraine yes, versus I Russia. Gonna, I was gonna. I was wondering when uh, we'd bring up the potential uh, World War Three. Um, it's been interesting, I would say the least, uh, peeking in on the news because it's just like it's like organized lies, and it's like I, I don't like. Should I just check in on this like periodically? when the when the whole thing's over is it going to is that going to be that soon and then i'm turning on the louisville news and people in fort knox are people meeting in fort knox to go over there and support nato and i'm just like oh my goodness like this putin really is starting a redraw the lines on the map war like he's looked over at ukraine he's been looking at ukraine that little piece over there for a minute and like i want that Shit, I want it. And then they joins NATO. They try to join NATO, and then he's like, "No, f that." And obviously, the United States had like intel this entire time that this was going to go down, and everybody, even people in Ukraine, were like, "No, like y'all, y'all bugging." Mm-hmm. So much so that no one evacuated prior. And a Chinese government uh, spokesman came out and said that they're clearly on Russia's side in some way or shape or form because mm-hmm. the spokesman said that USA started the war because they were stoking the flames by saying that Putin was about to start a war. It's mm-hmm. like, what world do we live in? Like, this is this most bizarre mm-hmm. shit. This is the most yeah, bizarre it's, shit. It's what we are seeing and living in, Brandon, is the um the swept under the rug stuff right like mom's generation and her generation politically socially they had a whole lot of stuff that they swept under the motherfucking rug and it was like our kids are going to have to deal with it we're just it is what it is our kids will have to deal with it so the cold world or the cold war this is a byproduct of that um i was watching something and the person said um he said, we've been in World War Three for the past 20 years. He said, economically, uh, socially, just kind of like how people have been moving, where territories have been moving, the neo-colonialism that's going on with China and Africa and Asia and like, like Russia and the Middle East and like oil reserves and like just everybody has been positioning themselves to have a weakened America, which they now have because like, you know, it's, it's just very, we, 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 we're war 
we not war ready. Like people, the uh, the American civilization or the American citizens society just educated right now. We don't have a taste for war, especially when it's not a war that's going to benefit um, us in any way significantly. Right. So like, and then the NATO, you talk about Russia, like Russia, it, it was going to happen. Oh, by the like, way, by was, way, please, please fact check any of that. Like, I don't, this is just what I'm regurgitating from the, from what news I think has been around. Please, uh, if you mm-hmm. if you have a better understanding of this entire this is, thing, yeah, no, this I, is honestly me. that was mixed with my opinion. Obviously, I, I, I was, and, and I was loving looking it. at Ukraine and just wanting like, give me that little, give me that. I was looking at you, or I was listening to you. I was like. You go, Brandon. This is what you talk about uh, during the around the water cooler. This is your like your pitch that you give, motherfuckers. This is what I think about the shit. And I was like, it's good. Oh, it's well gosh. informed. You're not wrong um, completely. Um, there's small little corrections where I want to say like Ukraine. He's like, I, I want that shit, right? When Brandon says, I see that and I want that. He's talking about the nuclear devices that Ukraine has that the Soviet Union had. Um, I wasn't, when they I wasn't talking about that. I was literally talking about like the space on the map. Oh like, no, 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 no! They don't. They don't look at that, and he's like, "I want that. I want that." No, it's 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 just the buffer zone. It's the one state um, away from countries that support NATO and the European Union and That's Russia. Want that. Just he want Russia to be that. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. He definitely wants to have control of what goes on in in that place. Um, the I wrote another pair of shorts oh. recently. Do you know he's? You know how long he's been in office? It was like twenty years or something. Seventeen. It's crazy. You know? Do you know when he's up for re-election? No. Two thousand thirty-six. How do they do that? What does that mean? How's they 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 continue to change the par the the quote unquote. He's been over a dictator and the dictates. He's been yeah. dictatoring over he, there for a minute, and Trump is minute. saying he's friends with him and said he loves it. He was in office. This wouldn't happen. And I, all I can think of is I told Michelle when Biden got the news or whatever, like looked at his phone and saw that like it actually started. He was like. Thinking about, he's just thinking about Putin. He's like, motherfucker, motherfucker. Because now were, this is this is this is this whatever blindness. I, I I tweeted when Trump was in office and it was election time. Make politics boring again. We're gonna talk about it all the time. I think mm-hmm. Biden successfully uh, delivered on that, making politics boring again. Mm. And now, whatever blindness of his presidency has been, other than him getting bitten by his own dogs and stuff, is was what it was. And now it's going to be the war. Now it's going to be this war. And wherever that bullshit-ass uh, State of the Union address that I can't believe I watched. Um, but, yeah. You, you saw Amanda. You, I watched Amanda, Gorm, Amanda Gorman's poem, and then I turned the TV off. I didn't even know that happened, so I watched it. I, I can't you know, you were that. one. You were one years old when the Soviet Union fell. Um, I did not know that. No. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It was so funny. So I play basketball with. Shout out to the homie Otto, and it's A O. It's A D O. People be calling him Otto. A U T O. It's funny. It's one of those. What are you saying right now? Say it slow. 
Otto. Otto. No, it's Otto. Otto. But anyway, so he's po- but he's Polish. That's why his name is like that. He's Polish. So we hooping and stuff, and nobody's talking about that stuff. And I'm like, bro, like I was trying to like figure out how to like phrase it so it's not offensive. I was like, so do you and your family have any like ideas about or opinions about what's going on right now? He's like, we better have an opinion. It's one country over. We re- we right there. <laughs> Like they gotta go through us to get to you know they, it's like we, we hell yeah we got an opinion. He said I'm he said all right I'm got I got a ticket for my family they coming over soon. I was like thank God they ain't African. <laughs> no, I didn't say that last part, y'all, but I did bring that up to note the discrimination that's going on in Ukraine where they're allowing uh, Ukrainian white citizens to leave and not allowing the Africans. So that's one of the best things that I love. Okay. And I don't want to go on the record. I don't love war. I don't love conflict. I don't love people losing their lives um, un, un, unneeded. unneeded. Um, but I always love exposed racism. Racism, mm. uh, another line by Earth Game. Racism still alive. Now we just revealing it. Um, but like, like when, 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 when racism like comes to the forefront, it just always just makes me warm. Cause it's like, yeah, y'all, if y'all think, y'all think your war ravaged, you think you've been dealing with like chemical warfare, the Flint, the water in Flint has been terrible. You think you dealing with like artillery bombings and, and, and helicopters dropping bombs on houses. There was a move movement in Philadelphia where they bombed a whole city block of black people. So like, don't come at me with like, Oh, this war is terrible. Cause that's what they've been doing. They've been going on news, say, this is terrible. This doesn't deserve to happen to these blonde haired, blue eyed white people. These are, these could be your next door neighbor. This should not happen. But that wasn't, that was all cap. And when nobody's saying shit, when it's in Syria, and nobody's saying that shit, when it's in Yemen, and nobody's saying that shit, when it's in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Somalia, and I could, I could go on and on. So mm-hmm. miss me, miss me with all of that. And that's my two piece with that. No, I mean, racism is definitely getting exposed at this point in time. And that is refreshing, especially now that, you know, I think people are recognizing the prejudice and their own prejudices and um, starting to kind of differentiate or realize that they need to differentiate between how they think and how they act and how they, you know, there's a, you know, yep. you can, you can feel a specific way and still be fair. Um, Mm -hmm. But in speaking of uh, unfair and uh, discrimination, Brittany Griner is detained Mm -hmm. in Russia and has been for the last three weeks. I think Mm -hmm. we just, we just recently found out about it. Uh, they say that she had a vape pen and cartridges of, mm-hmm. and and maybe even some physical marijuana drug charges uh, in Russia at TSA, and she has been in Russia for the last three weeks. Yep, over having some weed in her TSA bags. Yep, and uh, I don't. These are one of those trickle down effects, casualties of war type of thing that like 
you slowly start to realize like shit's different and you can't move the same way anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord knows what she was doing over there. She's probably playing basketball. Yeah. Like, like, like a lot of WNBA players mm-hmm. do, they play in the offseason from, overseas. They said she came from New York and she was probably, yeah, she was just playing over, she was going back to her team, which is probably in some European, some place. And, you know, but, you know, she should have listened to, um, Mr. Nigga by Most Def. Have you ever heard that song? I mean, I have, but I, I couldn't. There's a it. there's a line. I will quote it real quick. It says, uh, but when you travel abroad, they got world nigga laws. Some folk get on a plane, go where they please. But I go overseas and I get overseas. London Heathrow, me and my people, they think that illegals are synonym for Negro. Foreign places, customers is favorite. They think the dark fakes is smuggle weight in their cases. But anyway, um, like that that's like a, a omen or a, a you know a for a forbearing uh tale from our hip hop uh prophesizers um prophets that like you know you can't be going don't think shit's sweet don't think cuz you going from america and that you american that you could just take his vape pen like oh i'm gonna hide it in this like we've all tried to hide we've all tried to hide stuff we've all tried to hide stuff but like like no, there's just different rules. I mean, like, yeah. you can fly out of L.A. with joints rolled, like, in your backpack. Mm. Like, it's, it's, I think it's the, I think it's the, there's X amount of grams of weed that you can travel out of. And they just say, you be, be careful because whatever, wherever you land, yeah. wherever you land may not have the same rules. Mm-hmm. Same thing for Colorado. So, mm-hmm obviously international i i don't i don't know i don't have a passport even no it's, uh, it's, it's worse myself it's but, worse yeah it's i worse. can imagine they tried to they they almost i mean they didn't check my cigars like that thank god but like they definitely was like what are these we'll open it up let me see one blah, 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 blah. well i'm searching for something sophisticated to say about this entire Brittany grinder situation but, I'm saying, I'm saying, well, well, I'll say something sophisticated. Um, okay. Brittany, go in there. Because <laughs> start off, the thing that he has to say that's sophisticated is addressed to her. It's addressed to you, it's addressed to you, Brittany. Brittany, look. Listen up. In Russia, they respect toughness. You've been tough your entire life. This ain't no time to start crying now. Act like you getting a rebound and punch on people. Just just, just steal off on everybody. Assert your dominance. America will get you in a minute. You know, you just black and you a woman and you you low-key like uh, queer. So like, or hockey, hockey queer. So they, you know, you on the bottom of the list for America. But they're going to come get you. America's definitely going to come get you. Big nigga energy, to be honest with you. Big nigga energy. Yeah, she's yeah. a she's a big she's a, she's a big uh, she's a big presence. She's I wrote an airplane. I, I was on a plane with her one time out of out of Houston, and mm. she is the closest of seeing what like what a, a baby giraffe would look like like in the airplane. Brandon, what? That is a Grammy, and <laughs> the only reason why I'm not laughing at it so hard 
is because maybe one day she'll listen to this while she's in a Russian jail and say, oh, damn, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that was a Grammy. So that was a good joke. I think that she would appreciate that joke. Um, the idea of a baby giraffe on an airplane is just by far <laughs> the most ridiculous Bro. thing I've ever imagined. I was just thinking about it because it was like she was leaned over, but it seemed like her back was touching the ceiling. Like, it oh, was crazy. It was terrible. She was, so, she, was so, she was just so large. Have you ever seen Madagascar? You like seeing <laughs> Melvin? See Melvin? There's a skydiving, a skydiving scene. There was a, they were on the plane. It's the whole yeah, it's scene. And now I'm thinking about hippos on like boats and submarines. Like, could you imagine a hippo in a submarine? Like, that's another. It's one of those. Oh, man. Okay. Anyway. Well, quick, quick, quick. Uh, just a sidebar. Another sidebar to the sidebar. Sidebar. Switch. Um, mm. Carter's birthday was on Friday. Woo-woo. March fourth. Shout out second birthday. Second um, bring it Carter. up. Uh, I should do more like oh like you know loving and but he's stepped into a whole other person which is cool and I'm getting to know this version of him, um, but and I love him to death so, so such a blessing but I put him on Shrek this weekend. Nice. Michelle was out of town so there was a lot of, you know maybe more TV than watching than what usually would be happening, um, and I put him put on Shrek just like on some Sunday morning. Yeah, cartoon shit yeah and it like it got him a little bit like he laughs at certain things but mm-hmm. he wasn't like laughing at that he was like look he was like he was intrigued yeah I think he was most intrigued when eddie definitely. murphy was speaking <laughs> <laughs> the doggy character he said he said some funny shit in that movie bro like the uh those scene about onions and lay and ogres having layers, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, oh, I don't want it. so he's like, he's oh, ogres like a cake. He's like, yeah, he's, oh, no, like he said, why don't you be a cake? He said, everybody. Yeah. He said, I don't like onions. What about a cake? Cakes have layers. Everybody likes cakes. Yeah, you could be a cake. He's like, he's like, oh, what about parfaits? Parfaits you know I mean, are people, delicious. You know I mean, everybody, people, he's like, no one's oh ever. You ever, you ever said somebody, hey man, you want a parfait? Hell no, man, I want no damn parfait. It's like parfaits are delicious. Um, I was about to say that movie turned a lot of people onto the Eddie Murphy voice. Like they realized they could do the Eddie Murphy voice by just like copying Donkey. But I want to say I want to replace that comment with that turned a lot of people on the parfaits. I, I think before that. I never had I never had a parfait. I felt like so no, before that movie came out, McDonald's was selling them at the breakfast. breakfast they were. And I and never, I started I never selling got them. one. And I, I I used to get them it used to be like I know. I thought it was weird. Shit. Or yeah, like I thought that was weird. During track. It was like some way to eat something without, but they're delicious. And I remember at the time thinking to myself, I'm one of the only motherfuckers that knows that parfaits are hit like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it in Shrek, I like, you know. You were, you vil- you were, you were verified. Laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, like, I was like, this is hilarious because they are delicious. And people don't know. Sweet ass yogurt, some fruit, and some granola. Are you watching, like speaking of hilarious, are you watching Abbott Elementary? Yes, 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 okay. yes. So that's yes. Laugh Out Loud. That's Laugh Out Loud funny. Um, I have. Who's really, your favorite I, character and why? 
Um, I mean, the everybody hate Chris dude, but only because I think I could do it better. Okay. Like I'll be watching, I'll be okay. watching his role. Like, see, I would have did it like this. Uh, you know, but I like them though. I, I like it. Uh, but they're just all just laugh out loud. Like the situation. So funny. I just so and shouts out to sitcoms that are like just, you know, in general, like the, the art of sitcoming is I'm a big fan of. Um, but it's weird how they can make so in this in this in the show, her boyfriend isn't a very likable character mm-hmm. up until the mo up until this recent episode. Mm-hmm. where he becomes like one of your favorite and I'm, yep. it's a testament to the writing and it's mm-hmm. so good because yep. it's like it's just so real and funny and ridiculous and like accessible and relatable mm. and like funny it's funny down yeah and not just funny up when yep. it comes to like age difference and it, it's like an interesting thing like mike gullick told me one time the espn producers told them they're like uh they like sat down him and chris canty and it's like oh, what's what's so great about you guys is you actually demo younger than you are so that's like it's really hard to do so congratulations and they're like damn like you know mike's 32 like right okay like they're mowing down but like that's what i think abbott elementary does i think it's funny for kids in middle school and high school too Mm. like because it's because it's very like making fun of our generation Mm -hmm. that's not in the know of like what's cool or what even specific emojis mean like there's a whole realm of knowledge for that yeah. younger generation that we are not tapped into. And I, I think the show I, like plays with that. I watched the TikTok. The principal, was like, the principal, that's my favorite character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jan- Janelle, <clears throat> yes. whatever her name is. She's she's just so funny. She's so funny. Oh she's my God. So funny. Oh my God. I love her so much. Oh my God. Um, what you call it? I mean, she's the comic relief on the comedy. So that, just for that to be said, like, right? that's, that's very, that's, that's so saying a lot. Um, what you call it? The um, oh, where was that? The kids daycares. Oh, emojis have different names. Um, Zoe. Okay, so Zoe, my daughter's ten. Everybody, if y'all don't know, welcome to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has a phone now. And so today fun. they didn't have school, so she, me she was like on a three-way call with like her and her other friend and like i was like so who you talking to like just my friends like here let me see like nobody had their cameras on one person turned their camera on and then the other person like hung up and then i was like all right just i was like so hello what's your name and the little bitch said and Annie McSlack of my duty or some shit like that. Like she says some fucking fake name. And I'm like, what kind of bullshit is this? Like if you was my like if I did this shit with my parents, like, do you know how much trouble I would get in? And I like like my reaction to it. 
had to be like reserved. Like I had to be like, oh, like, like, cause this is this is a serious situation. I'm meeting your friends who you talk to on the she phone. Just signed your ass, bro. She was like, you boy, you get like. She's like, I'm not about to say. No, 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 no. Zoe's no. dead. No, and Zoe was like going. She was like laughing. <laughs> yeah, she's like she's playing and so I'm because I'm looking like, hey, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Who are you talking why is this, to? Why is what? this? Why is this little girl disrespecting me right now? Why is this little white girl disrespecting me right now? I will, I will disconnect this phone so quick. She better, do, uh, Mr. Newman, like sir, like I need oh all gosh. respect if you talking to my daughter. So it's just a different world we live in, and I just thought that was like wow. That is so funny. I, that was an experience I'm not ready for, and I'm not ready. I'm just not ready for none of it. I'm not ready for none of it. Like, what is like, the, what's the tech? What's the, you know how you went to, like, if you went to one of your friends' house, Brandon, like, what was your, like, behavior? Like, what was your tech? What was your, like, I don't know, did you kind of go based off what your friends did? Like, okay, so they could do this, their parents, like, you kind of got a feel for the discipline in the house or, like, you was just off top respectful, like, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, may I please, you know. Yeah, but I'm like OD there anyways. We are we're both OD there anyway, but I feel like I and I knew the answer when I asked it. But like this generation will not have that. Like she's gonna have people over and they're not gonna have home training. And I don't know what the reaction to lack of home training should be for our generation. But it's the same thing though. Like it's like our generation probably acted True true like this is probably the yeah. first our generation was probably the first generation of like friends being allowed in the house <laughs> <laughs> we the second like, we just we the second we the yeah, second generation Mom, mom's generation definitely got that they they got that privilege but you right yeah, though yeah you're right you're right you're right, you're right, you, you're right, you're right they yeah. they got that privilege but you right i was though. thinking i was thinking mainly cousins but yeah you're right we, we right. twice removed we twice removed from the we twice removed from the generation where you could just l- let your friends come in the house. Right. That's so real. Like I think, That's so real. I think like we're definitely, and then now this, this is actually pivot into a sec, uh, a topic, but now that the pandemic is like whatever stage we're in now, we're like, we ain't got to wear masks indoors no more. Right, like people. that is actual actual hey. thing that was issued out from the CDC. Like, no people no longer have to wear masks indoors, which is just like it seems like such a wild. Like when they were talking about Omicron, they was talking about like a re shutdown, and then within that same time period, it was like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, <laughs> no masks anymore unless you know, unless you're feeling it. Uh, shout out to um, <clears throat> DeSantis from Florida uh, who uh, called. Who yelled at the little kids and said, uh, "We got to stop this COVID theater." Because I never even knew that was a thing that the white Cav- man said. It's Cav- Cavalier, 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 Cavalier. That is what. That is what. Y'all look the word up. It is the perfect description to how people are dealing with health issues these days. And oh, that's great. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a it's a different it's a different time. Like oh. But- but yeah. what, I, what I was, I brought that up to say, 
Um, shit. Look, I, I try to stop you from talking. So you segue. Oh, I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about. Oh, for co- yeah, thank you. Um, COVID theater. Um, Joe Biden is now. Joe, President Biden said that he's pushing for people to go back to work into the office. Yep. Right. Just, he's yeah, pushing to it. to end. This is just the Shea Room headline, but pushing to end. Uh, what is this virtual. called? What, what is the, the thing? Virtual work, working. Work, work from home. What is the shit mm-hmm. called that we do? It's, it's just it's called work from home. I thought it had like a v- name. V- virtual. No, it's not. Working virtual. Remote. Remote. That's what it is. Work, yeah, remote like working. Remote. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wants to put, put it into it. Like, you know oh, why? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, because it's the opposite reason, though. The reason why they want us to go back is the reason why I won't go back. They got to pay me to go back, mm. and y'all need me, y'all need people to come back to get more money, and y'all ain't no. got it. It's not even to get more money as much as it. Um, <clears throat> if they don't, if people don't go back to work, there's going to be a business retail, not business retail, business um, office space like collapse. Do you feel me? Like all these companies that are renting out this. Office it's, space. it's already happening. Yeah, but like it's gonna be worse. Like there will be no like what are all <sighs> these true. downtown buildings gonna be? Like all these buildings where people are just gonna become non existence, which I love. That means like studio space. They're gonna have to apartments, like they're gonna have to repurpose. Stop. Stop. We're all connected to the amount of money that's flowing into this place. Mm. All of us. Uh, there's all a trickle down. So if there, if there, if there's, if what you're talking about is true, and ESPN's headquarters that spends whatever they do on mortgage for 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 rent every or whatever, and then they have to jack up their price for filming the games because they don't have enough bodies to to put the program out, then NBA has to reschedule or redo their contracts with cable networks which means they have to redo our Hulu, our regular cable, like everything. There's always this like, I mean, what was the last uh, streaming service that just went up in price? Dis- I mean, Netflix, Disney, everybody just went up. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. You, Hulu, you, Amazon you, Prime, everybody went I think, up. I think all everybody of this is a trickle down of like everything being more expensive. The only thing is now that in this COVID time, there's like – worst service like i've chalked it up to the game more than ever during a pandemic because i was like sometimes people's best is nothing and they still at work and i feel them so like i got yeah. i got taco bell the other day i, I tweeted this i took a taco bell the other day uh dorito doritos doritos nacho bell grande right yeah they gave it to me with absolutely nothing in it you asked for like a plane? I, I cut, no. <laughs> no, Lance, I did not. I customized it so I could so it could be to my liking, eating wise. Oh. And it and it just and it just it was I, they gave me nothing. And I was just like, okay. 
All right. This is a part of it. This is a yep. part of all of us working together and trying to figure shit mm-hmm. out, you know? But mm-hmm. that's my, all I guess all I had to say about the Joe Biden thing is that, like, they can't pay me enough to show up. And if they can, then I'll show up. Simple as that. I did simple it as that. I did simple it before. And, I, and, that, and there's a stipulation. Like, now I know my kids. And that's been fun. But so speaking about speaking about uh, Shade Room post, Michelle just sent me something. And it's very much up our alley and, and about the logistics of, of where we need to be heading as an entity in the Podical Sons uh, LLC. Hit me with it. It's not a thing. It's a baller alert purse post. I said Shade Room. I just want to clarify. I know they're cousins, but still. YouTube wants more podcasters to film their shows, reportedly offering individual content creators $50,000 to do so. The podcast game, the video podcast game is where it is at. And we know that. But now YouTube is getting to the point where they are going to be employing content creators just to put on a show. And obviously they do that anyways because they have like original content. So it's like they it's kind of like how they pay the actors and all this stuff anyways. And they have a big studio uh, out in Los Angeles, Marina Del Rey, where they film a lot of original content. And YouTube TV is like the same as Hulu for a lot of people. Uh, you know, like they're, they're making money and they're paying people individually all the time. But this is very interesting on a, on a um, it's like you can work for YouTube as a content creator putting on your own show. And then I don't think that's ever been the case in the future before. Or in the Ooh. past. In the past. But now it is for the future. I like that. That's interesting. That's the 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 average Joe could come up. And that's it. Hey y'all, get innovative. Like do something that people just aren't doing. Like interview um you know, homeless people. I, I used to like. I really want to either get into the stories of homeless people or outs the fake homeless people. There's this one homeless person um, that uh, asked for money around my house. Um, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but he also panhandles out by where I play basketball and where, and it's like fifteen, twenty miles apart. You know what I mean? For Louisville, 15, 20 miles apart. Like, that's far. I, I don't, don't want to exaggerate, but it's like, it's Fern Valley and the West End. So, sir, how are you getting? And someday, sometimes he'll be there. Well, one time connected. I caught his ass. That's one time I, you could, you could, you could bust that. Oh, word? Yeah, because it's on that highway, right? Fern Valley, like, by that, by that Waffle House. That's not where you usually play basketball. That's not what I'm talking yeah. about. I'm, I'm talking about the, behind the McDonald's. No. Uh, you can back roads from there to the West End. Probably. Because, I mean, the UPS store or the UPS uh, power plant or whatever, the UPS uh, hub is right there. So I don't doubt that, mm. Brandon. Yeah. But, again, um, he he has a new backpack. He, he had a... He, you know, he switched backpacks up. Um, 
He's never really dirty. He never really looks like looks like he's on drugs or anything. Just looks like he really looks like a guy that's like, I'm gonna pretend real quick. His his jackets are never disheveled. It's like never he covers his face when school buses uh drive past. What? It's it's very I've been watching him for some for some for some years now. His schedule is very is that the, weird. Is that the is that the point of the is that the point of the investigation where you're gonna start documenting some stuff? So you're gonna pull your camera out and, and that, that uh, kid thing. I don't I don't wanna care. I don't, I don't want to care about him that much. It's I like know, you, I, you, you spent you spent some time dedicated to him in this podcast, so I, I, I'm I think we're investing in fake homie, fake homeless man. Some people, you know what? If YouTube pays us fifty thousand dollars to create our own show, I will most definitely pull up on his ass and be like, "Hey, motherfucker, where is your car at?" Because nigga, I saw you on Fern Valley at six o'clock. Stop playing. How are you affording gas right now? Um, oh my god gas is stupid listen brandon what do you mean how am i affording gas how's anybody affording gas no i'm not talking about you i was talking i was no people have hypothetically to the homeless oh the homeless person like you were as if you were talking to them oh that is a great question that's absolutely great question and you know what go on go on on he's going to tell you he's going to tell you i'm uh, in a minute he's going to tell you i panhandle they're making money brandon like you can make a nice amount depends on the city but yes because i i honestly when i coming from new york to la i felt bad for the homeless people in la because i was like there's no foot traffic when i know the people in new york are like are making like Mm. if they were doing taxes i'm not saying Mm. i'm not going counting on them in his pocket i just imagine that they'd have something to report versus like la people are so spread out and there's no foot traffic and they're like you know you gotta I know, sell somebody for some cash i know how by how frequent i see the folk so like if it wasn't a good day you're gonna see the same bum the second time around anyway gas prices we're all closer to being homeless than we are to being jeff bezos and people are putting what they have in the tank it's like twenty dollars is they have their routine they got their regular like route that they go they know that twenty dollars is going to do this to their tank and then as the prices go up that twenty dollars does less and less and it's just the it's one of those things Mm, you just got to account for yeah i mean we our generation has really been through some stuff and I feel like this world war or whatever's going on in Russia is another example of it. But when gas was crazy, when we were in high school, I think you were a fresh year, a couple of years in college. Cause I think I was like a senior. I could not believe it. It was like four. And I just remember this number cause it was a juvenile thing to remember at the time, but it was four sixty nine at that Thornton's across the street. Uh, from where we had our, our place out there by PRP. Yeah. Asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like putting gas in our cars and we didn't have like, I had a job senior year, but I, not at, not all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy. Like it was one of those things where like you only you was like asking friends for gas money. And I don't know, like that mm-hmm. seems like a rarity to some people, but mm-hmm. s- some people got it like that where like that's not you don't need to do that for your from your friends. But 
Like that was a real thing. Like I'm not going like extra. That was always a real thing. All that. That was always a real thing. We we didn't even Brandon didn't even know that those types of friends existed until he got to fucking Notre Dame. So don't don't you know what type of friends existed? I, I'll pay for gas. Don't trip. And I'm I'm lying because you definitely had those friends in high school too. I just don't know what type of friends you're talking about. The ones that pay for gas and don't ask you to like put in on it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. in high school. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. I mean, in Notre Dame, that definitely wasn't a thing. Yeah. Like if you're I, mean, I wouldn't ask. You... I wouldn't ask nobody for gas. Right. Money. And right. nobody's asking me for gas money. Mm. Four dollars. It said three ninety nine. I I cussed the pump out. I put in my little Kroger. I only get gas at Kroger because like that that they give me my points for my fuel. I need my fuel points. Yeah. And if I put it in and I only got that like weak ass three cent, I get mad. I get heated. Oh yeah, somebody cleared it out right before you. Ain't no somebody. Ain't no I cleared somebody? it. I cleared it out. I'm mad at myself. You don't, you don't use a mom's Kroger bus number. No, I use, we have our own. Oh, nice. Yes. Grow up, Brandon. Get your own Kroger Plus card. I mean, I do, but we don't live there. I mean, I, we do now, but don't feel like it. But you know what I'm saying, hey, like, I, we, we do have our own, but I, when I, when I was, when I lived in LA, we used mom's because it was, uh, there was no gas station out there. I was about so to say, we, there's no, there's no uh, friendly Kroger. Are there Krogers in LA? They're called Ralph's. Okay. So that grocery store that was by my house, that yeah. was a Ralph's, and that's Kroger. You use your Kroger plus card number for it, and it just gives points to the fuel from for groceries. So that's what we used to always put in her. So it was actually a little fiver. Why are you talking about growing up? Hmm. Um, random, uh, anything like super random that came across? Man, no, I, I have wanna... actually something specific to talk about. Okay. Just real Twix. Um, Calvin Ridley, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, bowed out from the NFL season earlier this season for mental health reasons. Recently, today, got suspended from the NFL for at least one year for sports bet gambling on the NFL. Now, he wasn't playing in these games, but he was betting on the Atlanta Falcons in some of these eight-game parlays. Uh, I think he had, they had said he bet $1,500 on X amount of games, which... It's such a small amount considering the ten million he would have made next year right. just off his salary. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting, and what is most interesting about it is he's being very cavalier about it himself. He tweeted, "I bet fifteen hundred that I don't have a gambling problem." That's hilarious. So he's being very cavalier about it. But in this new world, and this is why this is important, 
Um, mm-hmm. In this new world where sports books are production companies, right? FanDuel has purchased uh, Pat McAfee, gave them a multi-million dollar contract to just to stream content live on YouTube and do all the stuff around it. Uh, Colin Cowherd, his podcast network is has a FanDuel do, uh, deal where basically content creators that are talking about gambling have to use these individual entities um, lines, right? Vegas has their own lines, but FanDuel sets their own lines when it comes to betting money. Uh, DraftKings has their own uh, set of content creators. The NFL has their content partners in, in sports gambling and like MGM, uh, Caesars, Sportsbook. Uh, I think DraftKings is an official NFL uh, sports betting app. So the NFL has embraced it. And still players are being fined. This is the first of its kind. Because this is the kind of the first time that NFL betting has been pushed at all. Mm. Um, but it's crazy that a player can get that severe of a suspension mm-hmm. when for a lot worse offenses, the NFL puts out some very menial and low suspensions. Like, I was about to say, didn't go ahead. I was at Ray Rice mm-hmm. after punching his girlfriend in the elevator, knocking her out unconscious. He was suspended after X amount of month investigation. He was suspended for two games. Then there was backlash about him getting suspended for two games, and he ended up getting pushed out of the league completely. This is an example of how our society views different crimes. So, like, physical crimes, violent crimes, like, you're fine. We'll, We'll pay the administrative leave. And, you know, you'll be back on the job or you can get a job somewhere else. But, like, money and, like, if you messing with the money, especially, like, money that they can't control or get a piece of, it's a wrap. I need to make an example out of right. you, baby. If you're, fixing, if you're fixing the game, then we need to find you. But we got the, we trying to fix the game as much as we possibly can on our end. But, like, no one else can profit off of that. It's very much like the... The rich get richer. So, yeah, man. What are you really like? That's the so we're seeing precedence. We're seeing because like the future is going to be rife with just legal precedence. Like the first, this is the first time this has happened. I ain't never seen that shit so much on the news. Like I ain't never heard what the first, the first of its kind, so much in in, oh, in yeah. the news. You know what I mean? Like. The war, the war. This is the first time a European. This is the first time um, a black woman has been uh, nominated. This is the first time, um, you know. What I mean, like it's, it's tons of firsts, and what we're gonna see is like a precedent being set on scales that we don't even know. Like I'm thinking about, like the whole time you was talking about this, I'm like, what if somebody hacks my Facebook and then creates like a metaverse? person and then like is scamming metaverse people or like date raping metaverse people and like just uh, terribly like metaverse date rape 
Yes, bro. Damn. Yes, bro. There was a it's you like, think I'm and you think you like, oh, that's that's something. I saw a video, a woman was like like standing still and like this dude was like up against her, like making noises and like oh oh it's like get away from me. She she's like, get away from me, get off of me, stop, stop and she was like running and he was like falling up behind her and just like constantly putting himself now he's trolling, right? It's like one of those this is an annoying thing in the Sims, but like, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Like, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of character development is that in a virtual reality space? Yeah, no, it's it's. Uh, she complained. Right. She complained in the ad that the admin didn't do anything. Like the the metaverse admin didn't like come over and say, "Hey, man, stop." What grinding against her avatar? I'm sorry. Um, Carter made a big thud right above me, and it stunned me. And I'm thinking, did he hear me? Is he awake? Because he hears me. But you've been talking about that for a long time, so I haven't spoken in a while, so we might be in the clear. But uh, yeah, that is some weird shit. And this is a lot of time for first times for, because like things are elongated for first time. Just for example, that was laden throughout the NFL this season because the first 17 game season. So statistics for regular season numbers are all going to be the first time. And then, but with COVID, a lot of those numbers even evening out because a lot of those players had to sit out a game. Come on. So it ends up being like a 16 game. So, yeah, there's all kinds of variables and and um, qualifiers out there. But it is the first time. I mean, shit, it's like we're still very new to this whole recording, the shit that's been going on thing. Yeah, straight up. I mean, we're new to new to tons of stuff. It's, it's, it's I mean, oh, my goodness people getting murdered on camera and stuff like they're they're the the things that we're about to get on camera like y'all thought the last 20 years was crazy the next 20 years is about to be even crazier because technology that's another thing like technology is advancing faster than we are advancing laws for the technology mm. so like that's a perfect example it, it, of this whole, the whole Calvin Ridley story in the first place like there should be rules in place that aren't just abstinence for NFL players. And if it is, then like, because here's the thing. Calvin really did a dumb thing because he was in Florida to bet. And the only betting system in Florida is FanDuel's. And mm. he was doing it on his phone. And like the NFL got flagged mm. and like saw him do all the things he did. But mm. how many other NFL players are smarter than right. Calvin Ridley and, and have their mans gamble for them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's just what, right. like, like you can't tell me these things are happening. Now, there's a video of Calvin Ridley doing some wild shit after catching balls, like running backwards and, like, trying to get extra yards and stuff and, like, not scoring when he's supposed to score. So, like, mm. everyone's like, oh, he's been, he's been, He's been fixing games 
for years now. It's just best. It's just the best. It's just a tough look to be a part of. But there's just so many people doing. It. Like Tom Brady probably does it. Probably bets on himself Definitely. all the time. All the time. Yeah, and probably he's mad after loss losses because he lost money. You see, you ever see him get? You you see him get like real pissed during the play. You're like, damn, chill out, Tom. Nah, nigga, you just lost him a bet. You was supposed to catch for fifty three yards. All you had to do, you sliding and shit. All you had to do was get two yards. Right. Oh, but anyways, uh, I do have to I have to urinate, so we, we should uh, we should wrap up. Uh, well, yeah, we're running on. Uh, hour twenty two on the beat. Yeah, no, it was a good it was a good episode, y'all. Thank y'all so much for um rocking with us. Um I was going you didn't to have end anything? I feel like you you I was talking about my stuff. I talked about my stuff. I had one random thing about um you seen like the reenactments of um oh I've got all types of, hold on hold on time about real quick. Y'all, I have been very surface level. There's t- tons of stuff that I have. Um, my son, Lance, is um You want to just uh, wax poetic while I use the restroom and come back? Okay. Um, there was, like, plenty of uh, personal things that I have going on. Um, and, like, I'm not necessarily ready to share that with you all yet. But just know um, all types of stuff happened with the child. I wanted to send him uh, away to his grandparents. And, you know, this is one of those old school tactics. Like you can't can't get the child to behave. You send them off to your grandparents and then the grandparents have them. But it's like, eh, eh, is that what you want to do in this day and age? I really wanted to do it, but alas, uh there, there was a no-go so um personally i've been doing a lot of things oh yeah that's what i wanted to end the podcast with i'm winning there's a song there's a reggae song by agent Solska. if i'm saying the name wrong my bad um but he says winning uh said i'm winning right now yeah winning uh said we winning right now said that with the trophy the way we live in right now because i'm Cause I'm, cause I'm winning right now, yeah, and I'm chilling right now, right, and I really feel like I'm winning right now, it's, it's um, a very exciting time, I feel very motivated, I'll be 34 this month, and um, I feel like I'm at the prime of my kind of creation and just um, life, right, um, I have a piece by the name of Aunt Eliza, this is a visual arts piece, um, it won the black heritage in racing um contest for the kentucky derby museum and that piece um is hanging up in my mom's house right now but in the spring it'll be hanging up in the kentucky derby museum i will also be curating um, a gallery space 1512 portland avenue i'll be curating a show there from may to june maybe it'll be like six weeks um between may and june um so y'all can check that out i also 
um, recently realized, not realized, but recently I won um, best virtual production for a virtual play that I put on or I wrote and um, organized. Um, it was called Finding Black Boy Joy with Actors Theater. The one you did during the, uh, the pandemic? Yep, the one I did during the pandemic. We won Best Virtual Production. So, Damn. you know, award-winning, award-winning booming. That is, and that's a good message because we are winning uh, right now. And congratulations on all your success. I know you really wanted to... Um, win that kentucky derby museum competition so thank you congratulations that's amazing and that's one of those like closed mouths don't get fed things because but also you said that's another example of you know what is yours will come to you because those people reached out to you was like hey like you wanna i'm glad you remember yeah i'm glad you remember that too because that was definitely one of those like i tracked and it was like hey lance I put this on your because because God put that in my email so many times it was like reminding me and everything he was like and they got to, he got to the point where I was like fucking I'm not gonna do it and God was like oh, you gonna tap the white girl on the shoulder man remind this nigga to submit please just just please remind one submit. more email reminder <laughs> just one more just send one more um, I got you I got you. I got you next that's, time. That's funny. Because, oh, because talking about winning, and, and mm-hmm. uh, I do think that I'm winning right now as well. And it's nice to remind yourself of that. Um, in the like uh, pursuit of having a family and having a home and having stability uh, in my life. I always thought it was going to come at the back of a very successful career of what I Mm. wanted to do. Mm. And since those things have kind of flipped in a way where like, I do have a home, I do have a family, I am stable, uh, making a stable living or whatever, like stable in my, my, my day to day the living the lifestyle is the trophy and i've always wanted it and i have it and now i can in theory i can shape this very successful career and doing something i'm very happy with and all of those things that i'm very proud of and you know all the other stuff like whatever i want for myself i can make Mm -hmm. that happen now and with the confidence that I haven't like foregone any dreams. I'm still walking in that, mm-hmm. like in that lane. So I've had that real- realization recently. So it's been, it has been nice to think about like, yeah, like this is, this is all good. We're, this is all good. We're, everybody's, everybody's doing fine. Everybody's doing yeah. better than fine. Yeah, man. Everybody's better. Everybody's better than fine. Yeah, man. It's the Especially small now you're talking about, talking about, yeah, I mean, just like, life right now like shout out to my homie Darius Fleming uh he was at Notre Dame I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. uh yeah I remember from Chicago St. Rita High School uh was on the Patriots when they won I think he's had two Super Bowl rings with them um but his dad just passed and Notre Dame 
um, and you remember this, but our families were really close. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. uh, Michelle read it in a text message and 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 told me, and then my I found out later on because my mom called and was like, mm-hmm. "Did you hear Darius's dad pass?" You know, what I mean, like it's it's just like, um, and I and I was thinking about where he's at in his life right now and all the success that he has had, but he just recently has got married and he doesn't have a child, and mm-hmm. I know that he would want his dad to have known his child and had a relationship. So like this, one of those things is like perspective on all things, you know, mm. um, but still at the same time, like, I don't know. I don't know. We have our own scars through our family and things like that. Oh my gosh. Had changed max diaper alarm on at 1230. Just uh, for when Michelle was gone recently out of town. But um, <sighs> speaking of Mac, I was thinking like Michelle was like, "Should do you want me to press your dad about coming to see and visit Mac? I was like, what? She was like, I mean, if it's important to you that your dad see Mac soon, then I'll talk to him and see if we can get it organized. And I was like, mm. I was like, no, I mean, like, I, not that I don't care about him, mm-hmm. but like, if it's on him, he'll do it. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I don't really have that that push. But, and then I think about Darius' dad, and I'm just like, oh man, like, I'm not spoiled in that way, but just like, there's a luxury that I can say that I just like won't push for it when I know someone else is like, that's all they want is to have their, and, it's, and they can't. So I'm saying, especially now during the pandemic, so I, to get back to this, the beginning of this, life as a whole is something to be celebrated every day. Every day. Every day to just have gratitude that, you know, you exist, man. Fucking exist. And, you know, you may not be able to drive the car you want or, you know, lay next or you know lay in the house that you want but you can open up a a soda maybe like maybe you could buy a, a, a pop you know what i mean or maybe you can like eat a sandwich i was eating a croissant the other day like we bought some croissants I'm, i was just like very happy i was like not, not happy but you know just grateful i was like you know it's a fucking croissant right now like croissant. you know i used to be eating wonder bread but now but now oh, I'm man. on this. I'm on this croissant life, so man, because I wanted to be. Come on, man. Y'all biting to y'all bread a little bit, a little bit sweeter when you go to sleep tonight. It's all about the juice. I said I was talking to Michelle about honestly about that that healthy cereal we were talking about. I was describing it to her, and I was like, it satisfies the crunch of cereal, but there's nothing exciting about it. And she was like you think about food so differently like i would never think about like cereal satisfying a crunch and i was like i said i said eating is all about what your teeth are going through it's good <laughs> what your mouth is going through it's all about the but mouth like, but like the the teeth though like what's what's being what's being minced yeah Truly. You know what I mean? What's being made smaller. Right. Mm. Anyways. Yes. 
enjoy life y'all um have gratitude spread love bye bye